everyone, and welcome to this episode of Coffee with Jesus. Today, the title for the podcast is I'm All Alone. Over the last few years, we have experienced isolation like many of us would never have imagined. We saw firsthand how devastating, how devastating isolation can be to people's well-being, their mental states, and being separated from community at every level, at any level, has drastic consequences. And while we've come through the other side of an epidemically imposed lockdown, some of us are still living disconnected lives from those around us. We may no longer be legally required to keep our distance from others, but if we're honest, we still can feel alone and outside and isolated. And so today I want to review a sermon I preached a little while ago, and we're going to look at four things that can cause us to feel isolated. If you're new to our podcast, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Uh, and if you are a regular listener, thank you so much for tuning in week after week. As far as possible, we release this podcast every Tuesday. And the point of this podcast is for you to grab some coffee or tea, uh, either on your way to gym or work, perhaps dropping the kids off. And let's spend 10, 15 minutes together speaking about something, anything that may help us become a little more like Jesus. So if you haven't yet, please subscribe to this podcast on whichever platform you're on, and let's dive into it. So uh, we're going to be diving into a pretty obscure passage from Leviticus, and in it we see Moses lay down some laws about leprosy. Now, leprosy in the Old Testament was not a single disease, as it is today. Leprosy was a collective term for skin diseases. And as such, in this chapter, we see Moses outline four things that can appear on the skin that need to be brought to the priest because they may end up being a form of leprosy. They may end up being contagious. So Moses outlines the general approach to skin disease and then names four specific ways this can happen. That was the worry, right? Skin diseases have always caused fear and anxiety because they spread really quickly. And so Moses lays down what the four potential situations are, and I think we can apply these to our lives today. While we may not go to a priest to declare over us unclean, we isolate ourselves when we experience these things. So number one, in Leviticus 13, 18, it speaks about boils. The first thing Moses highlights is the boil. If you get a boil, you need to check it with a priest. And a boil, very simply, is... Um, it's a, it's an a, it's an a, something on the skin. It's an ulcer that um, can rupture and it begins to p- cause pain and and redness and irritation. The thing the thing about that is is an ulcer is when your body rebels against itself. It's when your body breaks open. It's when something gets in it and causes pain. And this is true. Uh, on two fronts, because what we're talking about here is rebellion. We're talking about how a body works against itself. Sometimes, uh, in terms of rebellion, we go through a season where everything seems to be rebelling against us. You know what that feeling is like, where everything, every plan you try, every person you talk to, everything seems to be working against you. And the temptation is to withdraw and give up. Amy or Ewing, a phenomenal uh, lecturer and author, says that we are in a world that is more anxious, we're in a generation that is more anxious than any before us, because the systems and structures and societies that were designed to help us navigate life, like healthcare, like the police force, like your government, they seem to be failing, and if not failing, they seem to be becoming more and more corrupt. In South Africa, and indeed around the world, we see infrastructure failing, we see governments corrupt. And while these things were all designed to help us because of what they are operating as now, they are in fact causing us anxiety. And so this is the first part, like when we feel the world is rebelling against us, when we feel like everything's going wrong, the temptation is to withdraw. The other side of this is when we choose rebellion, 
when we rebel against those in authority in our lives, when we rebel against the certain things scriptures teach us about, when we rebel against parents or leaders, whatever the case is. And I know that there are so many nuances to this. And I'm always nervous to say this kind of stuff because we all know of leaders who have abused their power and they've caused others to either get hurt or to sin. And, and so I'm, what, I'm, what I'm trying to be very sensitive about is I'm not saying we need, to re, we need to obey people even when they are dishonoring the word of God. What I'm talking about is when we get offended or when we simply choose our own way because we don't want to go where our leader is going. Regardless of which rebellion we talk about, rebellion causes isolation. It can cause us to withdraw from community. So number one is a boil. Number two is Leviticus 13.24, and it talks about a burn. And this to me is profound because a burn is not a disease. It's not something that is, 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 is unclean, but a burnt area a burnt area on your skin creates a weakness. And the priest had to keep an eye on it because where there's a weak spot, it could be susceptible to disease. If a boil represents rebellion, then a burn represents trauma. When we get burnt, when we go through trauma, we experience a moment where skin, our skin, our nerves are exposed to something that hurts and potentially scars us. The burn represents trauma. All of us know the reality of being hurt. You, we all know what it's like to go through trauma and then something that can sometimes seem more daunting than the trauma itself is having to face people again after the trauma. When we go through something traumatic, whether physical, emotional, relational, whatever the case is, one of the hardest things is to step back into community because we don't want to have to answer all the questions and navigate all the sympathy. We don't want to feel vulnerable. We don't want to feel open and, and, and exposed. And so what we do is we hide. Often what we do is we stay away. Trauma can make us isolate ourselves because we don't want to feel uncomfortable. We don't want to feel vulnerable. We don't want to expose that area of our lives to the world. And so what we do is we stay isolated. Number three is what you would assume, disease, Leviticus 13, 29. And it seems like a pretty obvious one. It's disease. Um, and this is kind of what the whole chapter is about. They want to stop disease from spreading. Now, disease is something external to the body that is going to battle against the body, hurting it, whatever the case is. So if a boil represents rebellion and a burn represents trauma, then disease represents attack. Many of us listening to this today might feel like you're some, under some form of attack right now. You may be navigating unnatural things in your life and you know it's more than just normal day-to-day -day stuff. You know there's more behind this and you know you're under attack. Perhaps for you, the attack looks like temptation being at an all-time high. Perhaps you're navigating things in your workplace where you're being singled out or, or perhaps the other way, you're, you're being overlooked. Perhaps friends who once loved you have abandoned you or even turned on you. The attack could be a myriad of things. And when we get attacked, we can easily isolate ourselves because we think we're to blame or we think we're experiencing the consequences of our actions. And so what we tend to do is we go back in our history and we ask the questions, what did I do wrong that I'm under attack? One of the things we discovered when we went through COVID is that whole idea of tracking. If you found out you were COVID positive, you then had to go back and look at everyone you may have come into contact with, everywhere you may have gone, where did you get it from? And often it's the same in our spiritual. When we come under spiritual attack, we try and trace it back to what we did wrong or what sin we committed. And if we go through an attack and buy into that lie, we'll isolate ourselves because we believe we're the reason. We know, however, that this is fundamentally false to the message of the gospel, that Jesus has paid the price for our sin. So 
Number one is a boil. Number two is a burn. Number three is disease. And finally, I think we need to pay special attention here. Leviticus 13 from verse 40 to 42 speaks about boldness. And this one actually makes me laugh because in these verses, he says, if a man is bold, he is clean. I love the fact that he has to actually highlight this. It makes me feel like people were running around pointing at bald people, shouting, unclean, unclean. But then he goes on to highlight a specific kind of boldness. And that's a kind of boldness that's unnatural and needs to be looked at. So if we've already spoken about rebellion, trauma, and attack, then this final one speaks to unnatural loss. The boldness Moses speaks about here is when someone, a man or woman, loses hair in an unnatural way. And when we experience loss, it's always hard. Where if you've lost someone, it's, it's always hard and we always need to grieve. Uh, when a loved one passes away, there's always that process that we go through. However, there are sometimes some things that we were never meant to lose. And if we do, it can, it can break us. And this is what I mean by unnatural loss. When a marriage falls and you lose a spouse to unfaithfulness, when a career ends because of someone else's corruption, when a reputation is tainted, when a child is lost, when there's a miscarriage, all of these things are unnatural losses. And similar to the burn, this can create a place where we don't want to come back into broader community society because we feel less than who we were before. We've lost something. We've gone through the process of losing. And so what happens is we want to recluse ourselves. We want, we want to become recluses. We want to um, stay away. We don't want people to see us the way we see ourselves, which is less than what we were before. So maybe you're listening to this and you know that you've been in isolation for far too long. Perhaps for you, it's because of rebellion or trauma, attack or loss. And the problem is, is that it's easy if you've gone through these things and once they've scarred over, once they've just a memory, it's easy to then come back into community. What's difficult is in the midst of this, is in the midst of your trauma, in the midst of the rebellion, in the midst of the attack, in the midst of the loss, in the midst of the toughest part of your time, that's difficult to step back into community, to reject isolation and choose connection. It's hard, but that's why Jesus calls it, we have to be living sacrifices. That's what Romans teaches. That's what Hebrew teaches, that we bring a living sacrifice. And so I want to encourage you today. If you are isolating yourself for whatever reason, I don't, I'm not trying to make what you've gone through seem not important or seem light. What I am trying to do is elevate the importance of community because if the longer we stay isolated, the more isolation becomes comfortable and the more we stay in a place we should never be in in the beginning. So if you've gone through rebellion, come back. If you've gone through an attack, come back. If you've gone through trauma, come back. And if you've gone through unnatural loss, come back. Community is what you need and community needs you. This week, I pray that you would remember this, you would chew on this, and that you would bring yourself back to that place. If you've chosen isolation, you would bring yourself back to a place in community so that we would be able to rally around you and love on you. Well, I hope this has encouraged you. I hope this is something that you may want to share with someone else in your world. You might know someone who's chosen isolation and you might want to share this message with them. I hope it helps. I hope it's an incredible encouragement to you. Have a phenomenal week, everybody. We will see you same time, same place next week.